This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select T.D. Lamb. Oh, they took it! Now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Surprise! After 38 episodes of Tuesday or Thursday programming on the DallasCowboys.com draft show, we come to you live 10 a.m. Central Time on a Monday. That must mean one thing, David Hellman. It's draft week around the star in Frisco, and it feels like draft week because, well, we've got a show every single week here on the draft show, or excuse me, every single day on the draft show. I got it right that time. But we are going to do our first round mock draft today with David Hellman, Bucky Brooks, Jeff Cavanaugh. Gentlemen, it, it does feel like draft week, and, and Bucky, you're not in studio, which kind of surprises me for a little bit because we finally get to the week of, and you head back home for a little bit. Yeah, head back home, got everything worked out with uh, my home cam and, and that stuff so I can do everything at the house. So, yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot going on and a lot to talk about when it comes to the draft. We've got a lot of rumors ro- rolling around that third pick at the 49ers and who they may be taking quarterback-wise. Jeff, I know you hate drafting or even talking about quarterbacks, but what do you think about the recent news about Mac Jones or Trey Lance, the two choices that have been narrowed down to to San Francisco with three? Because you're the one that's going to have to make that pick today. So thinking that they're going to pick Trey Lance. So we didn't hear you on the show, but basically what Jeff just said is that he doesn't believe that uh, Mac Jones will be the pick. He thinks it's going to be Trey Lance. We'll oh, see sorry. Exactly. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he's he is. back. How about that? I hit my, I I hit the mute button earlier before the show for no reason. Yeah. I'm sitting I'm here having like a minor panic attack. Mac Jones. So just make it Trey Lance. We'll move on with our day. There we go. Okay. I'm so. just like, oh my God, does my equipment not work? Why can't I hear Jeff? It makes me feel better. <laughs> no, we are good to go. I know Chris Bean was definitely panicking in the back as uh, he does a great job getting us back up and running. Thanks for unmuting yourself, Mr. Cavanaugh. Uh, okay. It'll never be Chris's fault. Chris is amazing. If I screw up, I guarantee you it's me. It'll it's a good never point. be Chris. That is a good point okay so i want to outline our our segments here of our mock draft we're going to go one through 32 today and then tomorrow the other three hosts of the draft show will conclude we'll go through the second round we'll go all the way through the first and second rounds in our mock drafts this year so starting things off we're going to do the top nine and if we've got a full screen for this mr chris beam here's the draft order that we will go to now trades are allowed you can only trade the picks though if you hold the picks yourself or if the person holding that pick agrees to the trade if a trade is made between two different hosts they will pick in the own spots following the trade there is that's the uh uh, there we go. There's the right order one through nine. So it goes Bucky, Dave, Jeff, me, and we'll go around that order all the way through the first 32 picks. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, as they are in the NFL draft, actually are on the clock with Bucky Brooks. Uh, I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick here. Bucky, are you going to go out on a limb at all, or is you going to take who we think you will? No, this is this is easy. This is easy. This is easy. <laughs> We're going to take Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick as the Jaguars. Franchise quarterback. We got Urban Meyer. He came out of retirement just to coach this player. And so this is a combination to get Jacksonville back on track. 
So, Dave, you now are up with the Jets at number two. This one also not necessarily a huge surprise. Well, I'm not going to take up too much time. I just want to say I think it's funny. The Jets have avoided all of the scrutiny that the 49ers are getting. Like, nobody's questioning Zach Wilson at two, even though I think it's at least worth a conversation. Sure. But everybody's just kind of like, yeah, he's Mormon Mahomes. He's going number two. And like, okay, cool. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen, but... I don't know if it's that clear cut that he's that much better than I'm thinking of Justin Fields, but even if you like Trey Lance. But regardless, I think that's who they're going to take. I think that's the pick. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Have fun up there with that organization. There you go. (laughs) Going up to the Jets. And and that is a good point to kind of talk about a little bit here is I feel like, and Jeff, let's go ahead and go through your pick because I feel like what you said earlier will kind of constitute what I'm about to say. But go ahead and go your pick. San Francisco 49ers are on the clock at pick number three overall. Well, we're not picking Mac Jones. Um, (laughs) So now the question is, do I want them to do the right thing or am I trying to be right? So Mm. I'll try to be right, and I'll say we're going to take Trey Lance, and I'll put in this prediction that we're going to regret it because that means we're not going to get Justin Fields. And Bill Belichick at some point is going to get Justin Fields, and when they win four more, five more Super Bowls, it's going to be all of our faults. Including you, Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> Trey Lance. So, okay, I, I do want to uh, just like what Dave just said, specifically about Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, and how there may not be that big of a gap even for those who like Zach Wilson. But Jeff, you pick Trey Lance here. Why do you think that's where San Francisco is going to go? Is that just based on reports, or is that just on the fit so far? Uh, just based on reports. I mean, if I were picking, if you were really going to let me make that pick, I would pick Justin Fields. But I do think the weird thing about all the Mac Jones talk is like, oh, man, he is such a system fit. And that's just made up because he's not. Uh, the system fit for Kyle Shanahan would be, have you been under center? Have you done a bunch of boot action? Whereas Mac Jones is shotgun RPO. So Trey Lance is actually the best fit for the Kyle Shanahan offense. So that along with the the Rumoruskis makes me okay with making it Trey Lance. I think that just makes so much more sense, too, because it fits the whole... Assuming they're not going to deal Jimmy Garoppolo, which maybe they will, but... Trey Lance is a, like of the guy, of all of these guys, he's the one that you would say might need the red shirt year, and that just makes so much sense with what they already have in Jimmy. But I, I, uh, I hope it's not Mac Jones, but it just feels like it will be. You still think it? You're kind of leaning that direction as to that's where they would be. It, like every single person that covers this for a living thinks it's going to be Mac Jones, and maybe it's just the greatest smokescreen of all time on San Francisco's part. But I still think it is. Uh, good I just for them think if it is. Too it's a great smoke. smoke screen. Good for them if it is. Yeah, because what's happening here is I should change it back. I should just say Justin Fields because what's happening is they're pretending they like Mac and, and Trey Lance, Lance, and then they're going to so pick Justin Jets, Fields. Right, so that the Jets won't rethink it because if they just said Fields all along, the Jets would be like, man, they're really confident about who they're picking. Should we look back over this? Are we sure we're doing the right thing here? Should we be picking ah. Justin Fields? Great smoke screen, but I'm still going Lance. I, th- I think this. I think this is the most fascinating pick that I've been associated with, like the 49ers and whoever they pick at quarterback. Because I think if we go back in the fall, there was not one person who had Mac Jones as a first round pick. Nope. Right. And then to think that he is now not only a first round pick but a top five pick. And I just had this conversation. Uh, what's the difference in Mac Jones and Daniel Jones? Like, if we really think about this, like. Wh- 
what is the real difference between the two? If we had put Daniel Jones at Alabama as opposed to playing at Duke, like, would we be celebrating him as if he was that? Because remember all the consternation that the New York Giants got when they took Daniel Jones? Like, Daniel Jones is more athletic. He's bigger. He's faster. The arm is comparable, if not better. What does Mac Jones do better than Daniel Jones? And just think about all the outrage that we have over Daniel Jones and how we view him. I, I, I just don't understand why... There are some that celebrate Mac Jones because, to me, I would say he's just a guy at the mm-hmm. position. I'm with you completely, man. I don't. I mean, and I think Mac Jones is good. I think because quarterbacks get overdrafted, he's worth a first round pick. But top top five is so steep to me, and I just whatever whatever you say, NFL. <laughs> I remember right after the Senior Bowl, I asked the question on the draft show and I I think I can't remember which group it was that I asked this question to but I was laughed at when I asked is Mac Jones sneaking into top 10 consideration my thought process at the time was Carolina and Matt Rule and the way that they kind of fell in love with Mac Jones in Mobile but now we're talking about three and once again, that could still not happen. It may not happen because there's so many things that are going into this this storyline that actually will or will not work out. It, I don't know. I still think it's a smokescreen. I don't necessarily think he's a top ten quarterback, and it, you can see that just with the way that we think about it overall. I'm gonna have a the way Kavanaugh freaked out about the CD Lamb pick. I'm gonna do that if they don't pick Mac Jones. I'm gonna no, be like, didn't take I'm just him. like Kyle Shanahan, you dastardly dude. Like you just absolute badass. Just fooled the whole league. Chest everybody all the way through. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Now, we've gotten through the top three picks. They've gone as, well, I guess if you want to go in March Madness terms, it's been chalk so far. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance in the top three. I'm I'm the one picking the Falcons selection here at four. This is where things get fun. Not so fun, though, for David Hellman. Kyle Pitts, tight end of Florida, goes number four overall Mm. in the Cowboys' dream. Goes mm. away, but I think that Pairing with Pitts, along with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, is just fantastic overall. How did Beam already type that in so quick? That good was fantastic. Because he, he just knows he, that that's going because it's very good. It's a smart choice on Thank Atlanta's you. part. Exactly. So, okay, Bucky, you're up next with Cincinnati after Pitts is off the board. Mm, this is a tough one. This is a tough one if you're the Cincinnati Bengals because right now you're trying to figure out. I have Joe Burrow, and how can I accelerate his development? Do I take the pass protector? And Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater, do I take the playmaker in Jamar Chase? I got that connection and that synergy. I got them doing the gritty and all that other stuff <laughs> in the Bayou. I don't, this is tough. This is tough for me because and knowing the Bengals, the Bengals are going to take Panay Sewell mm-hmm. because the best player in their franchise history is Anthony Munoz, and I just think owner Mike Brown is going to be like, hey, Panay Sewell is going to give us that hallmark, that long-term left tackle. So I'm going to take Panay Sewell at five. Thank you so much, Bucky. Thank you for doing the right thing <laughs> and protecting my man. <laughs> because, hey, would I love would I love to watch Joe Burrow keep throwing touchdowns to Jamar Chase? Of course. But will it matter who his receivers are if he gets killed in the pocket like he did last year? No. So good for you for making the right pick. I think these picks really seem like they go in tandem, five and six. I'm picking six for the Dolphins. And I really think I think the Dolphins will just pick whoever Cincinnati does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if Panay Sewell's sitting there for you at six, the Dolphins drafted Austin Jackson last year, but whatever. Just draft another one, move one of them to right tackle, you know, protect Tua Tonga Vailoa. Again, protecting your quarterback is way more important than who he's throwing to, in my opinions. But 
If Sewell's gone, then I'll just take Jamar Chase, and you get arguably the best receiver in the draft to uh, to work with Tua. And I mean, he needs he needs weapons as well. It's very similar to Burrow's situation. So pencil me in for Jamar Chase. And I don't necessarily disagree with that that reasoning there, Jeff. It kind of puts you in a situation with the with the Lions at seven, where the top pass catcher's off the board, the top offensive tackle's off the board, and then uh, then there's Kyle Pitts, who was off the board previously as well. So you're in a situation here where you could potentially trade out of seven, or you could really kind of go anywhere with Detroit, but I like the picks that, that both Bucky and Dave just made. Jeff, you're on the clock with Detroit. Well, the beauty of this, man, is that um, Detroit lost Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman is not enough to replace that. They lost Jared Davis, the linebacker, to the Jets, so Micah Parsons can be in play. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to trade with myself. <laughs> nice. I was hoping this would happen. Any say. Nice. <laughs> you get no say because they're both my teams in the first round. New England is going to give up 15, 46, and a two next year. Okay, that's my quarterback tags. 15, 46. That kind of works on the chart. We're going to add in next year's two as our quarterback tax. And the New England Patriots select Justin Fields and win all the Super Bowls. So mm. you were really foreshadowing your own <laughs> decision-making really process there earlier. Okay. I like that. And, and I hadn't really thought about it. I was going to just take Jalen Waddle, but then I was like, no, forget that. If I'm New England, I'm trying to get up there and get Justin Fields. He's available at seven. And if you're the Lions, mm. you pick up an extra first or an extra top 100 pick. You you still stay just at 15. You go from seven to 15, and you pick up a second rounder next year. So New England comes up, trades with Detroit, and takes that number seven pick. And, you know, that that takes away who I was going to pick with Carolina at eight, Jeff, because I was going to go Justin Fields if, if, if he was not there on the board. But that's I think that's a great way to put it, though, because if you're New England and Carolina's another team that's a needy quarterback team right there sitting at eight, why not go up and trade some premium picks to get into that I conversation? Actually, while I was researching you, you my – oh, sorry, go ahead, Buck. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, you don't think the the Panthers are committed to mighty Sam Darnold? <laughs> Not quite, no. I, I have some hesitation. <laughs> I just... shouldn't be. When I was researching what I wanted to do in this mock, Peter King just put out his only mock of the year, like this morning. And he made an interesting point that San Francisco paid so much to get where they are that I wonder, or he wonders, I should say, how it's going to affect the market and will the prices in the top 10 be so steep that it prevents trades from happening. But what Jeff just listed off seems like pretty decent compensation to me. I mean, that's a decent haul in this draft as well as something in next year's drafts. I mean, I think it's possible, but I do wonder about that. Like, I wonder, you know, with there already being three trades in the top 10 before the draft has even happened, like how active is it going to be? But I do think that makes sense for sure. Now I'm scrambling as the Carolina Panthers here at eight to try and find him, my next pick. Uh, I mean, come on. What are you? You're about come to do on. something that I that I hate. I know you are. Come on. Is it come something on. that I alluded to earlier? Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm going to let, so I'm gonna let you be your own GM. I was thinking. Just, here, just breathe. <laughs> so you need offensive line in Carolina. Breathe. Yep. That's breathe. that's what I'm deciding between is offensive line, <laughs> pass catcher. And then Mac Jones, just oh. because. 
Just just because I, I, that's what I think Carolina would do. I think Carolina would be interested in Mac Jones at eight if he's there and he's available. I'm going to pick in our, G- Mac, in our mock, Mac Jones is going tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think if we were trying to do our own mock, we would. Yeah, like, we'd damn, Mac Jones is still available at pick 44. <laughs> Who wants to call in and trade up? Yeah, uh, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. <laughs> Uh, out of oh. Alabama, we're gonna go best player available. No, they're not gonna oh. do that. There's no way they do that. Make up your damn no, mind. Uh, You're Mac Jones, wishy washy. It'll be Mac Jones, Alabama. Are you, are you handing the card? Yeah, I'm gonna hand it. I'm gonna hand it the card. I think Carolina's gonna pick like Mac Jones. Names. I think Carolina's <laughs> gonna pick <laughs> Mac Jones at eight. If I were picking, I would pick Jalen Waddle because he's the best player on my board. As at that soon moment. as Bucky goes on the clock with Denver, Kyle's gonna be like, "Wait, wait, wait! Carolina's gonna do this." No, no, it's Mac Jones. I've turned oh, in the card. Well, it's, Cowboy fans, I just want you to know that Rashawn Slater is on his way to number ten, and Dave is gonna have a tough decision on his hands. I just, <laughs> I want to, which I don't want to end. I don't he, is wanna... going, he is going to have a tough decision on his hands okay. because he's not only going to have Rashawn Slater. Oh boy, he's going to have his choice of cornerbacks. Oh boy, and all of that sitting Ooh. there at ten because as the Broncos, I cannot let this draft go where we have ten offensive players. It hasn't been done in like a million years. So I'm going to take Michael Parsons, ah, wow. inside linebacker, for huh. the Broncos because they need a playmaker, and Vic Fangio is not. This is. To I mean, it's so other Michael than Parsons at nine. Other than Kyle Pitts falling, which none of us think will happen, this is a dream scenario. This is perfect because not only do I have my choice of the guys that I want, but the guy that none of us want, Mike Parsons, is off the board. So that just takes the stress out of it a little <laughs> bit. Um, I do. I wanted to say. I really. I. This is just my opinion, but like if Carolina gets wiped out the way that they just kind of did, mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if they draft Patrick Sertan. That's what I thought. That's a thought too. That's what I thought you were going to do because mm-hmm. their cornerback situation is it's not best. And you know he's arguably the best defensive player in the draft. Regardless, so I'm making I am making the Cowboys decision for everybody here. Is that what's happening? This is exactly what's happening, but we're going to do it after doing. the break. Oh, we're going to do it after the break. We're okay. going to take our first oh! break. Yeah. We're going to put everybody yeah, on pause. Okay. Was like, that was really that was good radio. Dan, right. Dan, Thank you. Don't take Rashawn Slater. I'm coming over there. I know where you live. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, David Hellman puts the fate of the Dallas Cowboys first round pick on us. Back when we return on the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. 
There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Dallas Cowboys Draft Show. Dallas Cowboys football and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Save $25 with early bird pricing now through May 10th. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. So we've made you wait through a break. We've made you wait through a, a live read and... Well, you've had some suggestions, Mr. David Hellman, on what you should do with the top ten pick for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, a lot of them are trade down, uh, J.C. Horn. I'm not going to say the word that was in between J.C. and Horn there. Uh, and then... Emerson? Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> close. Uh, but, okay. yeah, so what are you doing at ten for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, pretty much a dream scenario it, with the exception of Kyle Pitts off the board. This is as close to a dream scenario as it gets. And honestly, I saw this in a mock this morning. If Horn and Sertan are really both available here, if somebody wanted to come up, you know, I saw the mock I saw had the Chargers coming up from thirteen and uh, to get to get an offensive tackle, which hey, Rashawn Slater sitting there, so it makes sense. Um I'm, I'm not going to get cute. I'm just going to do what I think is smart and logical and likely. And, you know, Rashawn Slater's a great player. Jeff, you can get mad at me if you want to. I, I will get mad at you. I well. think I think we are... I, think, I don't have to get mad at you because I pick at 11, so it's fine. I think we're devaluing... Like, these are two really good cornerbacks. And I feel like we've been talking about them so long, I think people are just bored. And so, the, it, I don't know. There's just like this undercurrent of people suggesting that these guys wouldn't be worth that pick, and I definitely don't think that's true. And I don't think Rashawn Slater's so much better that you just have to do it, like Kyle Pitts. Like, mm-hmm. you draft Kyle Pitts because he's that much better than what else is available to you. Kyle Pitts is gone, and I think it comes down to Horn and Sertan. Um, the Cowboys don't seem to have a consensus yet. That's what Stephen Jones told Jeff on the radio last week. We'll see how that goes, but if I'm making the pick... I'm turning in the card for Patrick Sertan the second out of Alabama. I think he's oh, he's a ready-made player. He's <laughs> got a high, super high That's floor. Right. He's like he's ready to go. Like there's no right. there's no projecting with this guy. Like you're not like well if he does this and he does that he could be a good player. Like no he's just ready to go. And I don't know if he'll ever be Charles Woodson, but he'll be a good starting cornerback in the league for a long time in my opinion. So I'm drafting him and I don't feel there bad about go. it, go Jeff. Can't make me feel bad about it. Go ahead at high floor. Go ahead at high floor. High floor. There you go. See? Play I'm a ceiling baseball. guy. Bucky likes it. Just, just hit doubles. Ceiling, Ceiling, double. No, Ceiling ceilings are terrifying, Jeff. And, I mean, if you can get it, great. Yeah. But give me the give me the high floor. Give me the one that I'm not going to regret. 
And that's Patrick Sertan. I'm here opinion. for fun. I'm here for pass interference and fucking <laughs> people down. Follow all over the field. Some flags get thrown. Let's have fun. Jeff just wants uh, somebody to yell at on the radio after the, the Cowboys have a late game pass interference penalty. That's what he wants. I right? will not yell at J.C. Horn. I promise <laughs> okay. you that. There's no chance I would yell at J.C. Horn Which, because I think he likes to mix it up a little bit, and I'm, I'm not built like that anymore. I just want to throw I, – I really – I do think it could go either way. You know, Brian has been saying for a week or so that it seems like there's a split in the organization about who is cornerback one. And we'll find out if they get to make that pick because it seems at least plausible that they'll both be available. But if, if it's me making the pick, I like Sertan a little bit more. Yeah, I do think there is uh, – now – Question: If you do pick Patrick Sertan here, is he the best corner on your roster right now? Yeah, you think so? Yes. By a, how and much yes. of a margin? Um, yeah, like significant, significant margin. Yeah. Thirteen point one percent. Okay, and that's why, Pretty like, good. you don't want to draft for need, but that this pick just makes too much sense, and I think Sertan is good enough to be worth it. Like, you're not reaching. You're drafting a guy who's worthy of being a top ten pick to address a big need, and that's that's why a cornerback has been slotted into this spot since January because it just makes too much sense. The way that you've explained this pick to me is just straight poetic from your part. I mean, Thank I've you. I've been like you said, I've been with the rest of a lot of Cowboys Nation where I'm a little bored of talking about Patrick Catan, but the way that you kind of talked about it and explained it to me makes me more excited about that. Pick we will that you get just you. Made. We'll get you your tackle on day three or day Please, two. Yeah, I just need. We'll one. get you your tackle on day two. Okay, as long as you promise me, we'll get a tackle. All right, who's going to the NFC East? First team picking right after the Cowboys. Well, it's those hated New York Football Giants. Jeff Cavanaugh. Who are the Cowboys going to have to slow down? Well, I will tell you that this draft, it won't be about who they have to slow down, oh. but this draft has been a little bit unexpected in that I didn't think Jalen Waddle would be an option for the Giants, mm. Mm. but I'm also not going to take him. <laughs> they have fixed up their cornerbacks, and allegedly, with Adoree Jackson and you have Bradbury. They could absolutely use a wide receiver. But I think of when Will Hernandez got hurt and Lemieux came in for him, and he was mm. awful, but they thought that that awful was good enough to keep Will Hernandez on the bench even when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line, I think, is a train wreck. And if you let one of the, to me, five or six best players in the draft make it to number 11, Rashawn Slater is going to the Giants. Only other names I would have considered there was with their needs – Waddle and Aziz Ajaleri, but we are going Slater. I don't think that's a bad pick. I love that pick, and I all I, I mean, and people, offensive linemen aren't sexy. Like that's a wonderful pick. You think about Zach Martin and the impact that he had. But I'd way rather deal with Rashawn Slater than Jalen Waddle. Yeah. So. That's fine with me. <laughs> well, guess what? Well, don't worry. Waddle will probably go next. Yeah, the yeah, Eagles are Eagles are picking next, and I have that pick. I would love to just pick. Gregory Rousseau and just ride with it Call because it a day. that would be fun. Do it, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> for the for the Eagles. No, Do it for all of us. There's no way that they, they look at Jalen Waddle, look at their receiving core and say, yeah, we'll pass. We'll go elsewhere. They're going to pick Jalen Waddle. As much as I hate it, that's the pick that they're going to turn in. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama, will be in the division and he will be a problem for the next five years. That's a bummer. Mm. It's a huge bummer. It happens. 
All right, Bucky, you're That's all right. You got Sertan. You can lock him down. That's true. That's the hope. All right, so, man, I'm Sounded like some tongue-in-cheek from Jeff there. A little bit. I know. I got the – I'm the L.A. Chargers. I got Justin Herbert, the wonder boy, at quarterback. I need to make sure I Why didn't you trade up with him, Bucky? He wanted you to go get Sewell. He wanted you to go get him. No, 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 no. There's some people that out west that feel like this kid, Elijah Vera Tucker, is better than Sewell. Ooh. Let's go. I keep hearing it over and over again. So I'm going to trust my guys on the West Coast, and I'm going to take Elijah Vera Tucker with the Charges at 13. Crap. Goodness gracious. I actually think, according according to how I watch these players, I do think it's a three-man group at the top with Sewell, Slater, and Vera Tucker. I don't think he belongs in the conversation with whoever's next. I think he belongs with the top two. So he's a baller. So, does anybody uh, does anybody want pick fourteen? Because Bucky just took my Vikings guy right out from underneath mm. me, and I think like uh, Elijah has something in the holster. You got to have something ready. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to pivot. My pick. This is gonna be the easiest <laughs> trade up ever. No, I'm ready to pivot. I'm just asking if anybody wants it. I'm I'm ready to pivot. Don't you worry about that. But I really think. Um, Vera Tucker's just one of those guys, and you can't you can't trust it completely. But he's been linked to the Vikings so much, like it just seems very likely to me that the Vikings covet this guy based on the amount of smoke. Which it's a real bummer that he just got stolen right out from under me like that. Thanks, Bucky. <laughs> which I mean, you could the, the phone the phone line was open. No, oh, I yeah, don't. You call? No, Bucky, I don't no trade calls. up. David Hellman no doesn't calls. trade up. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't trade up. We want players. There's no trading. We want up picks. Here. We want picks. But I think this. I I'm mean, trying to see if any of my teams would want to come up. It's it's edge rushing and offensive tackle. Like it, the, the Vikings don't have a left tackle. Mm. They don't have a defensive end to pair with Daniel Hunter. And so if they can't trade out of this pick, I think it puts them in a situation where they say. Do we like Christian Derisau enough to draft him here even though we wanted Tucker? Or do we get the best edge rusher on our board in an edge rushing class that we don't love? Mm. And Mm. that's that's tricky to me. And assuming Mm. assuming the phone doesn't ring. Assuming the phone doesn't ring, I this is just me, and Mike Zimmer is a defensive minded coach, so maybe I'm wrong, but I think I just take Christian Derisaw and say maybe this isn't the guy we wanted, but he's a better player than the edge rushing options. So that's what I'm going to do. What if what if Washington oh, what if Washington oh. knew that you were thinking that and once I realized that you were gonna make that pick, I was kinda interested in coming up for Christian Derisaw. I mean what are you what are you giving me? What are you giving me? Well, you were desperate to trade, so I was thinking like nineteen and a seven. Oh, get the hell out uh, of here. Because you just wanted out. I need a I need a two. I need a two. Oh, Whatever your yeah, two we can't is, do that. We'll I mean, figure. all right, fine. Then Dare I'll just take the Viking. I'll just take the guy that you Dare want. Dare shows a Viking. I just think. I mean, I'd hey, rather draft him who, than an edge rusher. For the guy who got on the clock and just started screaming, does anyone want this? Uh, <laughs> Jeff, bargain. I was. That's, that's called thinking. That's called thinking out loud, my guy. Like I can't think. That would be bad. That would be bad radio if I just thought it all in my that's head. That's true. That's so funny. Uh, okay, so now, Jeff, now that your failed trade attempt has now fallen completely through the floor, your original trade attempt sent Detroit back to 15. What are the Lions thinking after they traded their 15th pick, 46th pick, and their 2022 second up? Or, excuse me, they, they received that from the Patriots to go back down to 15. Well, we here in Detroit are stunned, and uh, <laughs> because I did 
actual prep for this show, which there is the first go. time I've done that since Good. Uh, 2013 was the last time mm-hmm. I prepped for a show. And we were thinking at seven, do we want Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, or Jamar Chase? And 14 names are gone, and Devontae Smith is not gone. Mm-hmm. So in Detroit, we are just going to count our blessings, and we are going to take Devontae Smith, Alabama, wide receiver, bring your Heisman Trophy with you. Let's go. Might want to bring a few Ross in his pocket, too, at 100. Sir. <laughs> Bucky, Sir. Bucky hates this guy. Saying, I love it so much. He has an anchor. You tell me where that weight hurts him, and I'll hold it against him. That's my rule. Oh, goodness. That's 70-pound number one receiver. And Top. He, that is. This was also a dream scenario, I think, for Arizona sitting at 16, because I was going to take whoever Jeff didn't take. He was either going to take Devontae Smith, which he did, or J.C. Horn, who has fallen all the way down to 16. So I think the Arizona Cardinals are about to make that defense even more scary in the secondary. And they're going to take J.C. Horn at pick number 16 to go to Arizona and to pair up uh, out there with Buda Baker and company in that secondary. So let's go J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, 16 overall. Oh, I like it. That's man to man. I love them. He's a, better, I, he's a better fit. I think he's a better fit in Arizona than Dallas. But interesting. Why, wait, wait. Why do you say that? I just want to. I want to hit on that real quick. Um, because the difference is like um, the Cowboys are going to play like that hybrid cover three, mm-hmm. which is really more zoned and pure lockdown man to man. J.C. Horn to me needs to be in a system where he can just go nose to nose and not have to worry about anybody else but the man in front of him. And I just think with his aggressive style, I think it really fits in Arizona, maybe even a little better than Dallas. I will say what people tell me, though, his dog mentality will will be a culture changer wherever he goes. Like, he is all bark and bite, which is a little different than some guys. And maybe that would, that would certainly help in Dallas, too, though. Hmm. I, I think love, it would help in Dallas. I love outlining these scenarios because it it's a reminder, like, Somebody has to fall, like because there's only so many. There's only so many teams and and so many good players, and you can sit there and say like, well, what if, what if Horn's gone before the Cowboys come up on the clock? Well, it's also possible he could last for six or seven more picks, or maybe even longer. I mean, it just depends on what each of these teams thinks about these guys. Well, depending on your selection, and I meant to ask this question when you picked it, but you, you selected Patrick Sertan at ten overall. Does that change your thinking and maybe trying to come up and get one of these top edge rushers or a defensive tackle if you wanted to pair some picks together? I mean, me. I know you wouldn't. No, well, I mean, I, I, I can't do that until the guy that I want is in, like, is, you got to wait until we're into the 20s. Because okay. I think the to get up into the teens is an exorbitant. It would be a lot of, yeah, I mean, lot of draft capital. You, and even as we're, even if you are, let's say you're trying to trade to 25, like, that's probably both of your day two picks to get that done. That's a good point. So... You got to think about that, or excuse me, the two of your three, two or three. maybe even all three, depending on how high up you need to go. So, yeah, I think you're you got to wait until way later in the first round. So, will we that. hear a little bit of a phone call from David Hellman, aka Jerry Jones, talking to some of these teams in the twenties in no, that third let's, segment? Maybe? Let's see who's let's okay. see who's still hanging around. All right, Bucky, you're up next. Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock. Man, it's a dream scenario for the Raiders because the Raiders need a playmaker on the second level. And so they have their choice between 
Jamin Davis from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they have JOK from Notre Dame. Hey, and, hey, 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 hey. And when you think about it, like, look, I, I like JOK, and I like the fact that he could be that big nickel and all that. But, man, the buzz is building about Davis. I think Davis is the pick here at 17. Wow. All the way up to 17? Because I think I've seen him mocked in the 20s before. We've seen it a couple different occasions. Now we hear the buzz is happening, but I don't know if I've ever seen him as high as 17, Bucky Brooks. Yeah, it's real. There are a lot of people, like, they're talking about him as linebacker one. Wow. So. I mean, it's a cliche for a reason, but, like, leave it to the Raiders to buck conventional wisdom. They've done it every year that John Gruden has been there. So it's a very good point. Would not shock <laughs> me at all. You said buck. <laughs> hey, you think, you think, you think that that's unconventional? I'm, conventional wisdom I, would be JOK? I'm not. I'm not. 205-pound linebacker? I guess I, I, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but, yeah, I would say that's the conventional wisdom. Like, Davis has really only caught on to the media circles in the last, you know, what three weeks to a month? Whereas yeah. JOK has really been there from the beginning. Again, not Boredom. saying that, not saying that makes one better than the other, but uh, but it wouldn't shock me. Hmm. All right, who is eighteen? Oh, it's Dave. That would be me with the Miami Dolphins. This this is fun. I mean, okay, so you you got your wide receiver. Uh, don't don't need to worry about that. And then the other one, offensive line and running back are two big things for the Dolphins. I love Najee Harris, and I feel perfectly comfortable drafting him in the first round, even though Jeff hates all running backs. Um, but I don't hate them. I hate their money. Mm, it's a salary cap. That's totally fair. <laughs> I just I, – I think it's interesting. I mean, it speaks to the class. But, okay, Brian Flores is a defensive guy, and you can get a running back. All, the offensive tackles are all gone, too. That helps, at least the ones that are, like, mm-hmm. slotted into this range. So you don't have to worry about that. I'm I'm taking a defender here. Um, JOK is awfully intriguing, but I just oh, I have man. a I. But having said that, I have a hard time believing. Like have we haven't we have not drafted an edge rusher in this exercise, have we? Mm-mm. I have a hard time believing it. that ain't gonna happen. Somebody's gonna take a chance on one before you think eighteen. So I do. Just like, there, it's a. Dang. I I do. It's a very valuable position, and and teams talk themselves yeah. into time for the next game. Which one? Yeah, and that's the problem. Is like if it were up to me, I would probably say Quitty Pay. Is he a great fit for Flores' scheme? I'm definitely. I'm not an expert on what the Miami Dolphins do, but I know he came from New England. Sure. Um. Yeah, which I would say Ojalari and Quiddy Pay, and I like Quiddy Pay, so I'll draft him here. That's and that's wow. really, that's really more so than me loving the player. That's me just thinking like scheme fit. Mm. Well, surely an edge rusher is going to go off the board. Like I, we're at pick eighteen. We're in the second half of the first round, and I just I have a feeling that's going to happen. Who was the first edge rusher off the board last year? I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, I got it right in front of me. Uh... Chase Young. Outside of Chase Young, I was thinking Caleb on Chase on. Uh, Which I happened mean, right in that range. That's 20, 22. 20, yeah. Chase Young was special. But, I, I mean, if you take this class and you put it up to last year's class and you take Chase Young out of the equation, it's pretty similar in terms of the thought process around some of these edge rushers. I don't know if it would be Quiddy Pay. I just feel like if all the if the offensive tackles are – so if, if Miami drafts Chase – uh, and that the offensive tackles get eaten up like they did in this, then I just think look like find the value on defense because you can find a running back later, even if Najee Harris is great. 
So yeah, well they have they have a running back. They can take a running back at the top of the second. Mm-hmm. I would say this: keep an eye on Zayvon Collins at that pick. There you go. That's a good point. It's a good point. I, I was really thinking you were going to go with a linebacker there. That, I, I mean, was thinking Collins or JOK. It's, I, I leaned edge rusher just because of the way that they're valued. But I, I, I don't feel good about that pick, which is probably a sign that it's not the right move. Or that it will be the right pick. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? All right, Washington, number 19 overall. Final pick here. Or Actually, I guess we got two more picks here. But Jeff, with the football team, what are they doing at number 19? I was... I was hoping to get Derrishaw to fall there, and that didn't work out. And to me, that's a little rich for Tevin Jenkins played the right, and I don't pretend that it's super easy to just flip over. For me, that's early for Leatherwood or Eichenberg. So I'm going to flip to Washington's needs on defense because I can't get the left tackle that I want. I can't get the quarterback that I want. I've got Landon Collins coming off an Achilles, and my linebackers aren't very good, so I am going to take Jeremiah Wusu koromoa and I will leave it up to my defensive staff to figure out, is he my strong safety or my will linebacker? But either way, we're going to have some fun. Going to roll with it. Washington. If he's on the board when Washington picks, I think that'll be their pick, honestly. That's a good point. And that's kind of what my, I guess, Worst case scenario, being someone who covers the Cowboys, I don't want to see JOK in Washington. No. That doesn't make me feel any better about it at all. Not not a fan of when one of my... You never like, know, though, because... Oh, go ahead. Well, as I say, to Bucky's point, when he was kind of just tongue-in-cheek about a 205-pound linebacker, like, what are you going to ask JOK to do? Is whoever picks him going to pull the Isaiah Simmons thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, here's the 38 things you're going to do, and so he doesn't make an impact, or will they be smart enough to be like, hey, you're really good at football. This is your position. Go play it. And so, who knows? Teams get real weird with those tweener guys. Some of them do it right, and some of them are real dumb. You know how we've talked a lot about how the Cowboys defensive line doesn't eat up enough blocks to help the linebackers out. I don't think JOK will have that problem. Yeah, that was I don't think he'll have yeah, that problem that with all those freaking yeah. monsters in front of him. Hmm. Yeah, you got Payne and Allen and Sweat and Young. You got your linebackers, they they got room. So now that we've kind of worked our way through the top 19 picks, Chris, is is the 20th pick on the next graphic, or is it on the graphic that's currently been thrown up there? It's on the next one. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, the Bears are on the clock. I'll make my selection there. They did not get their quarterback. So where are they going to go? Could they take a chance on somebody who's highly rated but maybe uh, has some injury issues? We'll talk about it next on the DallasCowboys.com draft show. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Kyle Yeomans, David Hellman, Jeff Cavanaugh. We've got Bucky Brooks, as always. Final 12 picks of the first round as we continue through our first round mock draft. By the way, just this is just a huge victory for the Cowboys. Last year, we mocked in this mock draft Trayvon Diggs, number 19 overall. <laughs> and of course, he ended up falling to 51, and the Cowboys selected him. But here's the order 20 through 29. It'll start with me in Chicago, and then go to Bucky in Indianapolis. And I'm at a crossroads again, and I'm going to take 45 minutes to, to make my pick. I, I'm thinking about Caleb Farley here, but I'm not going to do it just because I think 20 is a little early, and I don't know what teams are thinking about Caleb Farley in the first round. I think he will go in the first round, and we'll see if he's available in the backside of it. But outside of Aziz Ojolari, he's my top player on my board right now. And neither one of those guys really intrigue me when it comes to Chicago. I think Chicago could go a number of different ways. But Rashad Bateman is there. Could they add a pass catcher? I'm talking out loud at the moment. I think Bateman will be the pick here. <laughs> there we go. I think it's going to be Bateman. While we're young, Yeomans. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll wow, take my time. shots fired at Yeomans. I know. We've only got a couple minutes left. But, yeah, I'm going to go over Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota, is going to Chicago, trying to help some Andy Dalton out up there in the, the Windy City. All right, Bucky. Uh, this is We're going to take Jalen Phillips for the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. We need a pass rusher. We uh, – Playing our Tampa 2 scheme, we need someone that can get up the field and make it happen. I like that uh, a lot. He'll step in and replace Justin Houston. Look, if you can get through the stuff that happened at UCLA, this dude's hand skills and his athleticism really makes him have a chance to be a, a pretty effective rush at the next level. I like it, and I love it because it leaves my options open with the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about how they need a receiver, and they do, but this receiver class is absolutely loaded. I feel perfectly comfortable drafting Tevin Jenkins here, and the Titans need an offensive tackle. That just oh, makes way too much sense for me. I know they need help, and you know they need cornerbacks too. But offensive tackles are harder to find. Maybe Man, either way, I just I feel way, way better addressing way that. Way now. to go with the bigs. 
That's right. Way to go with the bigs. Mm-hmm. Hog mollies, bigs baby. I like it. I don't like it because one of us has 27, and couldn't you just imagine Tevin Jenkins as a raven? Come on, Dave. Mm, Why are you ruining that dream? My phone didn't ring. <laughs> Pick up what the phone, jerk. baby. I should have called you. I got multiple ones. I should have called you. Mm-hmm. Screwed it up. You've got the Jets again um, here, okay, Jeff. So that is Jenkins. Okay, so I will tell you that I am down to two players for the Jets here. Well, I guess you could say three because I can't project my Caleb Farley fear onto others. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified of backs. And this is pro football focus, so take it for what it's worth. The cornerback grades last year of their three starters – 51-1, 59-9, 51-1, 59-9, and 36-7. Goodness gracious. So I will consider Farley and I will consider Greg Newsom. But I actually may be taking Landon Dickerson because Ooh, I wow. think they need a center. And I just yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm with that. I'm, I'm so terrified that. of what to do with him because I think his tape is top ten, top fifteen in this class, and every season he's played ended with an injury. Why don't you go with a good Humphrey I mean, out of Oklahoma there then? Because he's not as good. Uh, okay. As Landon good Dickerson's dude. a monster. I'm gonna go Landon Dickerson at twenty three to the Jets. I like it. And whenever the Jets have been good, they've always had a dominant pivot. Kevin Mawai, Nick Mangold, I am with Okay. Yeah, it's just the injury history. If that for the NFC be in that conversation. He's one of the top leaders of that Alabama team, and there's CD, CD loving the pick in the background. Pick. So <laughs> sounds like the concrete guys are here for the pool. Sounds like they're putting in the steel guys. I'm there so excited. Go. That was that was just a subtle flex from Jeff Cavanaugh putting in the pool while I'm on a show. Okay, uh, Steelers. Well, you know, Cowboys.com, baby. Big money. Steelers at 24. This is an easy pick for me. Zayvon Collins out of. Hit. Tulsa. Oh, I, that's my okay. pick. I think. Whoa, what do you think I was going to do there, Bucky? Mm, I would think you were going for the uh, Levy and Bell clone a little bit. No, Najee Harris because they can't run the ball at drop. They can't. They I'm so, can't run it at all. Which I I get you, Bucky, but at I'm so all. I'm so tired of people pegging a running back to the Steelers. Like they need an offensive line. They more need than anything. They need a line more than they need a back. Well, they got yeah, a you linebacker. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. who is next? Dave? No, Bucky with the Jags. No. Uh, let's go Christian Barber. No! <laughs> no! Yeah. Bucky! Right up inside. Right uh. down the middle. Right down the middle. You got to build a defense. You want championship defense, you got to be strong down the pipe. Urban Meyer knows it. That's why Barmore is going to be the pick. Mm. Do you have any idea how fun it would be to put Barmore in Cleveland with Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney? Like I had oh, that, God. I had that <laughs> circled from the get, just from the from the get off to get there. And I'm robbed. I'm robbed of my ideal pick right before I come up on the clock. That is devastating. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, like the. This sounds so weird to say because we've spent so many years talking about what a disaster they are. But like the Browns, the Browns are in really good shape. Um, you know, they 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 could use some DBs, but like they've got Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit coming back from injury. Um, so like they, I think they're in a position where they get to make a luxury pick. So if you steal Barmore from me, I'm just gonna keep this edge rusher thing going. And since he Aziz Ojolari hasn't been drafted, right? Nope. Yeah, I'm just going to draft him. Jadavian Clowney's only on a one-year deal. 
have him come in and learn behind those two guys for a year. And uh, I like the way that sounds a lot if I'm a Browns fan. Hmm. But I would have liked having Christian Barmore more. Bucky. Goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I might as well get the big. So we got Aziz. All right. Aziz is gone. Uh oh. Jeff with the Ravens. All right. Mm. I'm really mm. happy to be drafting for the Ravens because Ozzie Newsom was my um, he was my spirit animal for years while drafting, and I feel like he and I we can do this together mm. um, now that he's no longer with us on the team. I'm gonna Crying. say like he's he's still, he's alive, still alive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. I wanted Tevin Jenkins so bad, and you mm-hmm. guys didn't let that happen. Then I wanted Aziz Ajulari, and he didn't let that happen. And so now I'm looking at... I don't like their wide receiver group. Sammy Watkins, Miles Boykin, Hollywood Brown. Oh, man. Right tackle or an edge or a wide receiver is most likely what I'm thinking. And on my board, I am out of ones on all those spots and so I am going to take hold on I'm going to vamp I want to see what their corner situation looks like I'm pretty sure that they're good at it but let me double check there show me their nickel lineup Marlon Humphrey Marcus Peters Jimmy Smith. Yeah, we're not going corner. Dang it, guys! <laughs> I'm thrilled oh. that I wiped you out. I know, this is perfect. Absolutely. I mean, it's not great radio, but I, just, <laughs> I, like, uh, I like to be a thorn in your side, so this works out. I'm going to consider Boogie Basham. Wow. Ooh. I like it. I'm not Basham against it. Basham plays like a raven. He, he plays does. Like a raven. And I'm also You've said that on the show Elijah before. Moore. Oh, there you go. I like that. All right, we're going to pass on Elijah Moore and we're going to take Carlos Boogie Basham. Wow. Mm. Interesting. Boogie Boogie Boogie. That makes that makes perfect sense. Is that like Is that the biggest surprise out of the the first round so far for everybody? At least to, to fit a player into the first round. I was about to. It's not a huge it surprise. It wouldn't surprise me to have him in the first. Yeah. Mm. I will say. Yeah, I think if you go, you go back and look at this, this tape, I think he's first round caliber. Um, right into 20s. No I doubt. Think he kind of fits in there. There's no way to, like, I don't know how to fix this, but I will Like, there's going to be a player that shocks the hell out of all of us. Like, there will be a guy that goes higher, I think, that we're not ready for, maybe like a Zayvon Collins. And there will also be some guys that sneak into the first round that we're not really expecting. I don't know who they'll be, but I can't wait to find out. And all of a sudden, we get all the way down to the 25th pick, and we have a run on defensive line. Barmore, Ojolari, and then Basham Jr., back-to-back-to-back picks. That run ends here. The Saints are going to take a corner. Which, by the way, just... I'm not going to do it, but this is where I'm on the you phone. Would, you if I'm, call if I'm Jerry Jones. Although, Who would you come up for? Well, that's. I mean, I got my cornerback. You did. Um. So, I don't know. Maybe Who would you be on the phone for? If I was gonna do it, and my guy, my guy JOK is gone. Um. 
That's a good. Uh, maybe, maybe, an, maybe an offensive tackle. Uh, like depending on what happens here of the next picks. Although I will say, yeah, like the Saints have defensive needs, so maybe you can get away with like it. Maybe Cosme or Reduns. Yeah, I mean Jenkins is already off the board. Leatherwood's That's, there. My desire to trade up is directly tied to whether or not you get a cornerback. Honestly, so maybe I, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to sit Might back stay and put. see what you do. So I thought about Caleb Farley here for New Orleans, but with Greg Newsom healthy sitting there, just it's a blinking light on my board. I'm taking Greg Newsom out of Northwestern with the 28th overall pick to New Orleans. I think that's a fantastic look for the Saints, and I think they'll have some fun there. Mm. Packers on the clock like with it. Bucky Brooks. Uh, Packers on the clock. I'm going to do something that the Packers normally won't do, but I think they're going to make an exception this year after hearing all the outside noise. Elijah Moore goes to the Green Bay Packers. Right there, catch and run specialist. Outstanding route runner. Put him opposite Devontae Adams. Good luck covering that crew. Okay, this is... This is... I got another Baltimore pick coming up. They're trying to. Okay. This is really fun. Should have gone the other order is what you're saying. I should have waited on Boogie. Take Boogie at the Bills are a lot like uh, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock at 30. They're a lot like um, the Cowboys in the sense that like people just keep pegging the same players to them, and it's it's always a running back for Buffalo. A lot of the time, it's Travis Etienne. And I came into this draft specifically saying I'd way rather get an edge rusher. I'd way rather have an edge rusher, but I don't know if the value's there. And the Bills are popularly slotted with Travis Etienne because Najee Harris is always gone at this stage of the draft. But he's not right now. And so that just feels very fun and very obvious to me. Najee Harris, first running back taken. How many Bama guys have we drafted? Eight at this point. Goodness gracious! Plug him really? in with, with Josh Allen and those receivers. Yeah, I like. And and to Jeff's point, I mean, you get him for five years, and all the way down at thirty, the salary's not even that crazy. I like that a lot. All Who right, Najee Harris. Ooh. Oh yeah, see there we go. All right, I just want to make sure. Got it. In Baltimore, Jeff. And then 32, I will round things out. And then we will start round two tomorrow with the other group with Dane Brugler, Brian Broaddus, Kevin KT Turner. I, who should I give the Cowboys picks to? That'll be that'll be relevant here. Don't about, give them to Broaddus. Don't give them to No, Broaddus. he's okay. the worst. Should I give him the Dane? No, give him the KT. Give him the KT. Give him the KT. Give him the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him the KT. You always give it to the wild card. He may have one last pick here in a moment. I'll tell you why after Jeff makes his selection here the Ravens. What is golly, Patrick Queen was so highly drafted, so um, LJ Fort is a good player, and I think they like him because you know, Buck, you'll understand this. You know who really mm. plays like a Raven? Nick Bolton plays like a Raven, Ooh, but mm, he does play like a Raven. I don't Ooh. know if they need him. I don't know that well, what's LJ Ford's contract him. status. Can we're, I run him out of town? We're not drafting LJ for Ford We're not contract. drafting for need, Jeff. Just take the best player, man. Well, you're going to factor it in if you can't get on the field. I know, I'm kidding. If you can't get on the field, <laughs> that's different than just need. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the last year of Ford's contract. Nick Bolton's going to the Ravens. Wow. I like that. Well, I like that. The first go- Sometimes you just have to match a dude to that's, the right uniform. That's that, that. That 
all the time. Y'all don't. That and is a Ravens pick. Like, I know that's, it. That's why Ozzy and those guys were hit. I know yeah. what I, I know what y'all are about to say, but his athletic testing doesn't scare you off from the first round a little bit. Not at all. Nope. You line up Nick Bolton at middle linebacker, and you line up a better athlete at middle linebacker. You snap the ball and run the same play. He's going to get to the tackle first. Okay. So the Ravens come out with Boogie Basham and Nick Bolton after their trade. And yeah, that's a Baltimore draft too because mm-hmm. they just get good players. They don't mess around with all that testing and all that. They go get players. <laughs> We're trying to be right here, and that's, that's uh, fire today. pretty close. Ooh, that's okay. I hey hey. Uh, <laughs> Mac Mac Jones is about to be a top five pick, so like clearly true. the NFL doesn't have it all figured out either. Dave, uh, <laughs> Dave, do you want a safety? Me, David Hellman, as the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Would you like a safety? Hell yeah! What do I have to? I mean, I'm. Could you give me forty four and seventy five to get up to thirty two? Am I going for Trevon Merrick? Yep, or whoever. Richie Grant, you, you're, Dave, whatever your cup of tea is. Don't do that with my is. damn picks. No, that's, no, Dave, hey, you're not going Jeff, Jeff, have some faith. Oh have God. some. Fa- I'm not, dude. I'm not. That's what we're doing. No, we're not doing that. That's what we're 40, doing. 75. No, why would I do that? Why would you not do it? Because <laughs> Richie Grant's still there for me. And Trevon Merrick hasn't been picked yet. Tampa doesn't really need a safety, so I don't think that's happening right here. What about Alex Leatherwood? What if you wanted a tackle? I'd be way more willing to trade up for that, but I like you're talking to the wrong guy, man. Okay. I want picks. That's fair. I just Dave wanted to Hellman throw out that potential. Guy, Dave. Dave Hellman wants picks. I want four. I want to yeah. have four top yeah. 100 hang, picks hang, on this hang roster. Up on hang up on. Get me. the hell out of my face. <laughs> okay. So the phone He's has been hung the, up. I tried. The line. I tried to help out the button. That's Davis Mills. That's why you don't give. <laughs> that's why you Mills. don't give Brian Broaddus the Cowboys picks because he'll have them he'll all traded away for one guy. Like, oh, I got my player. I got my player. Oh, goodness. Get out of here. Uh, I got my guy. Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama is going to be the pick here. 32 overall. I tried to trade away. Didn't work it out. I mean, and that is a really Alex, good pick. I'm sad Alex to see him. I'm sad mm-hmm. to see him go off the board, but you can't have my day two picks. No. I tried. I tried. All Alex. right. We will, uh, we're going to put this out on social media as to what the final picks were. And then tomorrow, we go through the second round. The Cowboys picking at 44, so 12, or excuse me, 10 rounds, or 11 picks into that second round. Here's what things we'll look at to start round number two. Jacksonville, Jets, Atlanta, Miami, Philadelphia, and Cincinnati. So glad you guys have had a lot of fun with us here over the last couple of moments trying to trade away and get the Cowboys back into the first round but ultimately they take Patrick Sertan corner out of Alabama in our 2021 DallasCowboys.com mock draft for Chris Beam and Scott Purcell in the back for Bucky Brooks, Jeff Cavanaugh and David Hellman, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you later this week on the Draft Show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!